Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older to enter. No purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. This episode is brought to you by Chirpy Bird, Inc. CMS's Merit-Based Incentive Payment System, or MIPS, is super complex. And if clinicians ignore the program or perform poorly in it, it can result in a hit to their revenue and reputation. Chirpy Bird is proud to say that more than 95% of its clients are exceptional performers in MIPS, meaning they've maximized the score that directly translates into their Medicare reimbursement rate. Chirpy Bird offers their audit-proof services to practices of all sizes through an affordable monthly subscription that includes unlimited access to a regulatory expert who guides them in knowing what data to track, how to create workflows that make capturing that data easier, and ensures that they submit it all to CMS on time and performing at its best. Contact Chirpy Bird today or learn more at chirpybirdinc.com. That's chirpybirdinc.com. Welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. This is High Tea with Grace, where we spill the tea on HIT. I'm very excited to introduce you to Beth Anderson, California Plan President at Anthem. Beth, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, Grace. I'm really excited to be here today. So tell us all a little bit about your career path. Sure. So I um, am was a UC Berkeley economics graduate and uh, got my MBA from there as well, but wanted to do something that would give back to the community. So a lot of different avenues and choices there. But I, healthcare always intrigued me because my father, when I was graduating college, had a heart attack and I saw you know, the really great care that he received, but I don't have a science background. So I thought, what could I do in healthcare that would give back on a larger scale? So I joined a healthcare company in underwriting, obviously not something where you give back or patient focus, but I've had the privilege of working for a number of health plans over the years in various capacities and culminating in being the commercial plan president for Anthem. And Anthem in California is the second largest health plan in the state. So a great opportunity to give back on a a grand scale um, in terms of, you know, healthcare and learning all aspects, working closely with providers, interacting with members, community, government, policymakers. So it's just been very enriching in terms of 
how influential healthcare is in so many areas of our lives, you know, just directly in terms of our own personal health, but also, you know, in the community at large. And, you know, really with a lot of the undercurrents of what could be better, we're exposed mm-hmm. by COVID and the inequities. Yes. And so it has just been a fascinating ride, not over yet for me, um, just getting started. And then, you know, layer in all the digital capabilities and it's a whole other world. So it's- I can't even imagine from- underwriter to health (laughs) plan president during the pandemic and all the incredible innovations you need to needed to put in place in order to 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 help better the care for the members that you had so what have been your big projects um, in 2021 Um, and what are some of the big projects you're looking forward to in 2022 in your work at anthem so i i think there's two main areas tied together but very different one is working with our we have a great group of folks that work on the member experience provider experience through uh digital means um, we have a great platform called sydney uh that you know is uh for member engagement but it does more than that it provides personalized health information um ability to pick a provider that's right for you checks uh, chat video texting um you know a asynchronous um, uh, chat, um, you know, to personalize and improve the member experience. So that's something that I'm very passionate about that I like to work with connecting the providers and the members through our Sydney platform. So that's one thing. The other thing is just working on how to improve health equity in the communities in which we live and serve. And I'm really proud to be part of Anthem because our CEO is amazing. She's an amazing woman um, who, you know, happens to be she's uh who is a great ceo regardless of gender but uh you know her focus and foresight to talk to think about how we can improve the health care of our communities and health equity so those are the two big things and you bring them together through digital means in a lot of different ways so that's just really exciting for me and obviously very important um in california where you know, we have very diverse populations. And oh, I know you have rural, you have urban, you have desert, yeah. land, you <laughs> right. have line land. I mean, it's yeah. just bringing all of that data together and really using it to make an impact is, is so powerful in that kind of position. And amazing that you have a woman CEO as well. Yeah, she's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. So what drove you to make an impact and, and why are you passionate about health IT in particular? So, you know, as I said, it was healthcare experiences within my family. Um, some good, some not so good, but, you know, learn from all of them. And I think that I first became interested in health IT was we had a, at another health plan I, where I started, we had a lot of tech customers at, you know, the early stages of tech and saw what they were building when we went on site to their big campuses and, you know, how they were building, um, you know, a, a, iPhones, right? Um, you know, oh, cell yeah. phones and, you know, how they were, you know, magnifying the applications that are available. And so it got me interested, how can that be applied to healthcare? So I had the good fortune to mentor with Rock Health. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Yes, of course. We all know Rock Health, Francisco, right? the Rock Health yeah. studies and yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was an amazing opportunity when they were in Chinatown in like one big room um, upstairs over a retail store wow. uh, so in the very early days. So I mentored a couple of their startups. And then one of them in particular, uh, when I was at another health plan, I had the good fortune to serve on their board, Wildflower Health, another woman co-founder, 
who focused on, you know, um, the woman as the chief health officer of their family and how to better connect patient data uh, to providers, other health plans, you know, in, in terms of uh, getting better preventative care and better outcomes for um, moms initially during uh, pregnancy, but then, you know, for their children, uh, you know, in, in their early years. Wow. So I was able to be on their board, which was a great opportunity to expose me to, you know, more, you know, how digital worked, how to, you know, the engineering side of it. Um, so it was really a great opportunity for me. And then I joined uh, Optum, much bigger company, much more exposure to digital health and had the good fortune there to meet uh, Oran Affek, who's the uh, CEO and founder of Vim. And then I, you know, worked with Vim at Anthem, um, you know, in terms of how we address the last mile is what they call it, but oh, connecting wow. member and member data to primary care physicians and providers so that they can, you know, close care gaps, very important, um, refer to high value um, providers, um, because healthcare is fragmented, let's face it. And so yes. all these uh, interventions that are digital in nature really um, close the gap in terms of fragmentation in, in the system. A lot more work to do. We're not there yet, but it's uh, good starts and they've shown some very positive outcomes. Yes, that's really interesting. So tell me a little bit more about this tech-enabled performance acceleration for your providers. Uh, what are you hoping to achieve through some of these value-based care programs and things that you're working on with them? So I think, you know, value-based care has been around for a while. And, you know, a lot of it is based on data. You know, in the earlier days, it was more retrospective data, um, you yeah. know, so... But now with the advent of, you know, digital applications like Vim and others, um, we're able to expose to providers at point of decision making data in terms of who are the high value specialists in a given network. Um, you know, do they have open appointments, um, you know, and just so that it influences their decision making. Um, and, you know, there's could be incentive programs. Most often there are associated with that. And so how do we influence that, you know, to drive to high quality care always needs to be high quality, yes. but then the best cost option, because we want to make sure that we healthcare has to be affordable and more affordable over time. And, you know, it's one way to help um, accelerate that. And so I think that's what we're focused on at Anthem and really excited about that. And then the other byproduct of that is making sure the member and the provider, primarily primary care physicians, have access to the same data. So if a provider says you haven't closed a care gap, like, you know, I haven't had my mammogram yet, that as a member, I see that same information and get reminders, right, to make sure that I do that. Um, so I think, you know, it can be used that way, which is very important. That is really fascinating. I've heard a lot about this empowering about empowerment related to data and how when you give that physician data, it's empowering to them to make better decisions. And now giving that data to the patient, empowering them to make their also good decisions with their own health. So it's fantastic that you're pushing that forward over at Anthem. So, you know, how is make technology really making a difference in advancing these value-based care initiatives? Well, I, I think that it um by exposing the data and making mm -hmm. sure that, you know, it's the same data, 
yes. that it, you can physicians can act in real time, which I think is huge, mm-hmm. right? It's not mm-hmm. retrospective, a look back and then changing programs. So we can review data monthly, quarterly, we can aggregate it. So I think that's really important on the physician side of things. And, you know, it just helps them become more efficient and, you know, then, uh, you know, understand where there are some opportunities for improvement or there might be other programs that can be offered. And then from a member perspective, it really opens the door to personalized care because Mm. your data is yours. And it's just we have a lot of data and, you know, whether it's through claims data, um, you know, uh, what we respond to and um, health risk assessments and pulling that all together so that we can expose it to your provider to help suggest programs, or we can suggest programs like at Anthem. Um, you know, we have a lot of wellness type programs depending on what my personalized goals are. And it really gets at having um, this personalized uh, healthcare journey or pathway uh, to your optimal state of health, whatever, whatever that is. And it's different for each individual. So I, I think we're on, you know, and AI helps with that too. And so our Sydney platform has a lot of uh, opportunities for AI with symptom tra- checkers and trackers, you know, to help identify and pinpoint what your real underlying issue is. So I, I think it's just, we're on the precipice of great change using data and making it actionable. That's really exciting, really exciting. Um, now let's dive a little bit into health equity. And um, we talked a little bit about that earlier. What's your definition of health equity and how are you working to make uh, access to healthcare more equitable in California? Sure, so I have one and I don't wanna screw it up because it's uh, attributed to the Robert Woods Jr. Foundation and it defines it as everyone having a fair and just opportunity to be as healthy as possible. Yes. and so. You know, and I think that's a nice description of that. So, you know, but there's a lot of challenges to that, as we know. And they were really exposed during COVID significantly. You know, there's the social and institutional inequalities like poverty, obviously, a driver, racism, you know, and the toxic stress that Mm -hmm. carries with individuals for their life. Um, You know, uh, sometimes there isn't sexism, you know, in terms of uh, healthcare, um, depending on the doctors. So, you know, those are solved by policies and laws, it, it, regulatory. But I think mm-hmm. healthcare executives and healthcare companies can have an impact on that in terms of providing data um, and you know driving driving change. And then there's you know living conditions, right? Housing, mm-hmm. food insecurity, um, lack of transportation. You know, with um, pe- kids learning at, at, at home, a great digital divide, right? Uh, you know, truly, access yeah. to Wi-Fi. You know, mm-hmm. and even healthcare, because you know, during the pandemic, telehealth use usage increased. But if you don't have Wi-Fi, you can't take advantage of telehealth. So, you know, making hot mobile hotspots available, or you know, setting up kiosks for telehealth capabilities, which is what we've done. Um, wow, you know, that's amazing! State. So you've been doing that as a plan, making sure that that people have more access to care in this way. You know, wow. you know, working through our foundation and contributing. But I mean, it it all goes hand in hand, and mm-hmm. you know, and and, mm-hmm. and it's impacted by policy, right? State policy influences that too. So it's you know, it is really private public partnerships coming together um, to you know equalize. Um, you know, health health equity. And then I think the other thing is then having programs, right, that focus mm-hmm. on food insecurity, access to nutritious meals, um, you know, which impact chronic disease, diabetes for sure, you know, hypertension, um, you know, and then 
you know, um, infant mortality. So at Anthem, we're really focused on food insecurity because we know that has so many, um, has such a great impact on chronic disease in yeah. so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spend a lot of time with food banks out in the community. How can we can get nutritious meals to the most people? And so we've had some unique partnerships, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, and then infant mortality, um, particularly around African-American women. A wow. huge issue at, at the you know Biden administration level, as well mm-hmm. as at Anthem and in our local communities. So we're focused on that, um, supporting doulas, um, you know, and um, it, in the community with training programs. Um, so that's just been something that's really important to us. And then lastly, mental health. I mean, the pandemic has really, I think, tested all of us um, in so many ways. And I. I think I read a study that the effects of the pandemic on mental health are going to last for the next 10 years, particularly on adolescents and school-aged children. So putting together um, access through uh, telehealth, mental health professionals, that's something that we're doing, and then just different programs. And, you know, and then for some communities, educational materials taking away the stigma that might be associated with mental health. So, uh, you know, it's just been an unfortunate time because of COVID, but a fascinating time and an opportunity to really change things for the long term uh, to really make an impact. Yes, and very interesting that everybody kind of has to join together. It's not just one person or one organization that can do it on their own. All of you need to work together to make sure that healthcare is more equitable for all. Um, On your LinkedIn, I actually wrote, I was looking at your LinkedIn and checking you out, and I saw that you have the quote, the pervasive use of technology to improve individuals health status has never been greater this is the most exciting time to be part of the healthcare ecosystem so i just love that enthusiasm and positivity i think we're all about that here at the hit like a girl podcast so if you were to leave advice for the younger generation of girls you know interested in hit uh, and interested into a similar career path that you took what would you say i would say always be curious never stop learning uh you know, just because you select one career path doesn't mean you have to stick to that. Um, be open, you know, to change and new opportunities. I think that has really helped me in my career path and has opened my eyes to so many possibilities, you know, different areas. Um, and, you know, and always stretch yourself, you know, do things that make you uncomfortable. I try to do one uncomfortable thing at least a week. Um, this being one, because <laughs> I've never done a podcast, but, um, you know, so I just think that it it helps you grow as an individual and that carries over to your personal life as well, professionally. I love that. I love that. It's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about some of the work you've been most proud of in your career to date. I know you've done so much. You're a busy executive, have lots of programs going, but what's some of the work you're most uh, proud of, impressed with, et cetera? You know, but- There's lots of things, but recently what I'm very impressed with has been the work that we've done in the community in the midst of the pandemic and rallying rallying my team members, you know, to get out there. So we've stood up alongside providers, vaccination clinics, and anytime I'm able to impact a member firsthand, be able to, you know, see them face to face, it doesn't happen all that often. So I try to take advantage of that as much as possible, but you know, I spent a whole day registering people to come in and get their first round of vaccinations and the wow. gratitude that they had um, 
you know, makes me want to cry. I mean, it was truly humbling because they all told their stories and, you know, they lost loved ones. And it was just so impactful to see what we can do when we get out in the community in a different way. Um, you know, food insecurity, the um, unfortunately seeing cars line, uh, lined around the block, um, mm -hmm. you know, but they need food, right? And the, the economic impact that the pandemic's had and being able to just you know, stuff those bags and load them up in the cars and the vehicles. And we've done that at Anthem through community um, organizations, sometimes sports minded, like Oakland Roots is where the health plant sponsor and they're a social uh, a purpose driven soccer league, USL soccer team. Oh, wow. I never thought I'd be involved in that in my life, but they do so much good for the Oakland Bay Area community in communities that, you know, we probably wouldn't be the trusted voice of. So they've helped us with, um, you know, vaccine education, um, mental health, taking away the stigma of mental health, addressing food insecurity, just being part of the community and participating at all their games. And um, so they've been a real partner with us. And so it's see how they give back, you know, and we're working alongside of them giving back in the community. And, you know, they give us a cool factor that we probably never would have had either. So that's yes. been amazing. And then we've done the same with LA Sparks, the uh, um, women's basketball, uh, professional basketball team in LA. We've done similar things. So it's just been really exciting to see how we can be impactful in the community with these other partners who have a different um who are viewed differently, um, you know, by particularly um, diverse communities, which, you know, is, is really important. So that's probably what I've lately been most proud of in terms of our ability to give back. Yeah, to way. be impact, impacting in such a historic way during such a historic time, I can't imagine the sense of gratitude and just enormity you must have felt being a part of those community efforts to to just better the communities of California. That's fantastic. So I'm interested, what do you see as the future of health IT for you guys? What do you see as the next step in terms of leveling up tech over there at Anthem? I think it's going to be more AI because it is, we have all this data and we keep getting better, right? AI, I think it just kind of builds upon itself. And we have some amazing um, engineers that they spent their whole careers on that. So I think it will help get folks, you know, narrow their symptoms down sooner, right? Mm. Um, help, help them engage quicker, um, response times will be quicker. You know, I think convenience and speed, we're all used to that because of our phones. You know, you call up a lift and, you know, you want them here. You, you know, I fret when it's 12 minutes. Why is it not four minutes? But oh, I think yeah. healthcare <laughs> is, is kind of going on that, that path. And then if you need to, you know, using telehealth or chat, if it's something like a prescription refill, right, it's more efficient that way. It's convenient. But then having all that data about you, being able to serve it to your primary care physician, because I think that's important too. You do need mm -hmm. to meet face-to-face -face and you need that in human interaction that you know um, will never be replaced. And so making sure that we're all working towards our common goal with our, you know, our own health. And I think that also some of these um, devices that really have a lot of data about you, which is amazing, Oh, um, yeah. It's incredible what your watch can tell you about your oxygen levels now. You're like, wait. <laughs> it's just, you know, or you're, uh, yeah, you need to eat this today, not that, yes. because your, yeah. you know, oxygen level might be low or whatever. So I think that's <laughs> only going to be more of that. And then how to just make that 
not an overwhelming amount of data, but just specifically mm -hmm. actionable and personalized to you to share with your doctor or not. Um, you know, so I think that's going to be really important. And I think it's going to be even more important for those with chronic diseases to help manage those. Um, and then, you know, use of AI and predictors to prevent somebody from, you know, what, you know, they have from turning into a, a, you know, chronic condition and helping them, you know, live their best, best life in terms of healthcare. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's powerful. And also from a financial perspective, do you think that we're going to be continuing to go into the uh, value-based care model or, or do you think that, you know, we're going to kind of return to the fee-for-service? Oh, no, no. Uh, I think that the fee-for-service has kind of left the station here. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's value-based care in, in so many ways, and that's supported by government policy, by just how physicians practice for the most part. Um, and what employers demand. And actually, you know, if you have individual coverage, you know, what the individual state exchanges or the federal exchanges are looking for. And, you know, California is the home of HMO, right? So, I mean, we've been living with that um, for a long time. And we've seen over time, higher quality scores, higher patient wow. satisfaction scores, wow. and lower costs relative to fee-for-service wow. type mm -hmm. um, products. So I think there is no going back and we're only gonna continue to get better. That's terrific. Very cool to hear. So to finish off this conversation right, uh, I'm wondering, how do you work your best and make a difference? Are there things that you implement in your busy schedule to just make sure that you're on your game? You know, I bond the, well, right now we're working virtually, right? So I don't have the opportunity to, you know, walk around the block and grab lunch. So I have to get up from my desk and get up from my, my laptop. And so what I do um, is I just, I jump rope, which I know is odd. But I mean, no, I it's not. That's fantastic. So, wow. You know, energize, I'll go out and jump like, you know, maybe three minutes um, or else I live on a hill. So I just started running. So I'll put my tenors on and I'll run up and down the, uh, the hill like three or four times. And, you know, in addition to re try to schedule regular workouts, but that just invigorates me. And, you know, I have some fresh air, a little bit more energy, and then I can sit down for the rest of my meetings through the day. And it only takes a few minutes, which is ideal. That is fantastic. And to think, you know, jump roping, you really are using that left, right. Yeah, um, right. And you're also using you're all of the muscles of your body. Well, it you're gets your mind and body in sync. Yes. Know, which is good. Very interesting. So I'm wondering where can our listeners find you online? If they want to reach you, uh, what's the best way to do so? Probably through LinkedIn, um, my LinkedIn profile. That's great. That's great. And before I forget, tell us, did you happen to bring any tea with you today? I did. I have my Somos is the business resource group um, of uh, the Hispanic Latino business resource group at Anthem. And I happen to be an executive sponsor. So I'm not a Latina by birth, but I lived in South America and I'm very much part of the uh, uh, Latinx. I love to hear that because I have family from Chile. So we oh, would, okay. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I so in what Argentina. does this organization do? Mm -hmm. So SOMOS helps to uh, promote um, programs of interest for um, our uh, Latinx associates at Anthem, mentoring, oh. um, a resource to make sure when we put programs out there in the marketplace that we can make sure they're culturally appropriate, language appropriate, 
and very proud of this group and their enthusiasm and how much they care for the community and how much we provide in terms of mentoring opportunities to help you know our Latinx associates you know reach you know be part of various leadership levels at, at Anthem. So it's a great, great uh, business resource group. That is too good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Beth. It was a pleasure having you on and hearing about all the exciting things that you're doing over there. Well, thank you. Pleasure's all mine. It was very nice to meet you and thank you for having me. Thanks so much. And thank you for joining us, folks. Check out the Hit Like a Girl website and podcast page for more great interviews like Beth today. Cheers. Like a Girl Media is more than a media network. It's a community. We want to meet you and amplify your voice and the voices of outstanding women innovating in healthcare. Interested in starting your own podcast or hosting an event near you? Connect with us online or in person. We're here to support and empower you. Hit Like a Girl podcast is a proud member of the Health Podcast Network. One thing I love about working with them is that they're mission-driven, which means that they're dedicated to featuring authoritative shows, hosts, and guests who take on the tough topics in healthcare with empathy, expertise, and a commitment to excellence. If you're looking for bingeable content related to the healthcare industry, they've got more than 8,000 episodes on demand waiting for you. From professional development, the patient voice, digital health, innovation and entrepreneurship, and of course, health IT, they've got you covered. So this is your official invitation to check them out at healthpodcastnetwork.com.